This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, for your listeners, you just made one of the most important points about travel. No matter what happens, do not lose it at the people that you need help from. The number of times I hear people screaming. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Change Your Mindset podcast. My guest today is my good friend, Jennifer Elder, CPA, CSP. Today we'll dive into the topic that's all too familiar to many of us, travel challenges. But instead of dwelling on the frustrations and setbacks that travel brings, we'll take a lighthearted and humorous approach. Because let's face it, sometimes the best way to deal with travel mishaps is just to laugh them off or give them chocolate. Whether you're dealing with delayed flights, lost luggage, or navigating unfamiliar places, we've all had our fair share of travel woes. But we'll explore these challenges through the lens of humor and share some of the funniest and most memorable moments from our own travels. Before we get to the interview, a few housekeeping items to take care of. Off Script, Master in the Art of Business Improv is available for purchase on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. If you want to learn more about the book or order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy by clicking the click to order button. If you want to buy 10 or more books, please contact me to offer you a bulk discount. You can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. Also, please visit my YouTube channel, Peter A. Margarita, CSP, CPA, Biz Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcast video episodes along with this one. And while you're there, just hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? 
Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders. A story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. So sit back and relax and chuckle along with us as we explore the ups and downs of travel in a lighthearted way. And let's get to the interview with Jennifer Elder. Hey, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I have to start laughing right now. Uh, my guest today is my dear friend, Jennifer Elder. And we've known each other for, we'll just go many, many, many years. We, don't, we, we remember when we met, but Jennifer, as you heard in the bio, is a professional speaker, a CPA. She's on the speaking circuit, has traveled internationally uh, for years. And I've kind of gotten a little bit off the road, but I still travel a little bit. And I just want to do something fun. And, and I don't want to upset any travel gods or anything like that. But I asked her if she would come on the podcast and we can talk about the good, the bad, and oh, dear Lord, travel expenses, experiences, and sometimes expenses too. When the client I think goes, you got oh, that one Lord. right. <laughs> sometimes those experiences are very expensive. <laughs> exactly. So first and foremost, Jennifer, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation with me. Always a pleasure, Peter. <laughs> so if I asked you, what was the most memorable, good experience you've ever had traveling? What would you say to that? Oh. So many ways to go with that answer. I'll share a funny story first. Okay. Uh, so we don't upset the travel gods. <laughs> I'll take the hit on this one. So I was traveling to Atlanta and mm. I'm going to check into a hotel. They have my reservation. That's lovely. I tell them my, you know, the, the reward number that obviously pulls up my history. And while they're checking me in, they say, have you ever stayed with us before? No, I don't get to Atlanta very often. And there's the, the pause, that pregnant pause. Mm. And I'm like, oh dear, is there a problem? And she said, well, <laughs> there may be a problem with your memory. <laughs> you were with us last year. <laughs> and I said, Okay, your records are much better than my blonde brain. <laughs> and then when she gave me my key and I walked around the corner and I looked at the elevators, I said, oh, now I remember. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Were you checking in uh, in the evening or was this more in the afternoon? This was in the evening. I was late. I was tired. And when you travel a lot, you really, unless you've had a memorable experience, you really just, it's another hotel, it's another room. 
And along those lines, have you ever tried to put your key into the door of another room that was the room number of the last place you stayed at or a couple of times before? Absolutely. Oh. And I have gone back now to the front desk saying my key doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I, I, because I, That's I, typically when I'm staying at a hotel for say two nights because I don't always carry the, the card sleeve with me that says what room right. I'm in. So, right. you know, you go to the front desk and say, my key's not working. And they say, what room you're in? And I say 316 and they, and, and they say, what's your name? And then they said, well, that's because Mrs. Elder, you're not in room 316, you're in 522. <laughs> <laughs> and I can imagine in the back of the mind, they're going, should we do a sobriety test? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, and I can share another embarrassing moment for you. Another late travel. And I was tired. I ordered room service. And it was late. So, you know, I'm eating dinner at like 1030 at night. So I'm exhausted when dinner's over. I change into my nightshirt. And I go to put the tray outside the door. And I realize what's happening just as I hear click the door shuts behind me i'm in my nightshirt and that's it <laughs> so i have to go down to the front desk and ask for another key when i checked in the place was empty when you go down to the front desk at 10 30 10 45 at night and you're only wearing a nightshirt there are two million people down there <laughs> looking at me like i have two heads and the poor person behind the desk is just trying to check in as many people as possible. So they're not looking up. I finally get up there and I say, I'm sorry, I need another key to my room. And he says, okay, I'll need to see some ID. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, and where do you think I can hide ID on me right now? And then he looked up and he went, oh dear, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those desks that, that is actually low. So he yeah. can see that I'm holding my nightshirt down. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him, I will share my firstborn kitten with you. <laughs> Ask me 122 <laughs> questions. I'll answer them, but please give me a key. <laughs> that has almost happened to me at times, but it hasn't. And I just jinxed myself by making that comment. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I had an experience. I was doing some work in Iowa and the flight was delayed. Flight was late. I got there late, got to the hotel and they were oversold. But I have a reservation. Yes, you do, Mr. Margarias, but we were, we were oversold and everybody is here and we have no more rooms. So I thought for a moment, do I just lose my noodle? I'm like, no, I'm too tired. And actually that's not going to get me anywhere. So I was very, I said, okay, I understand. So how are we going to fix this? So he comes back and he says, we've got you booked at this one hotel. We'll get, uh, the, if you can wait for the van, uh, we'll have the van take you. And I looked at it and I went, oh, well, this hotel that I'm going to is somewhat of a downgrade, but at this point it's like midnight and I had to be up at five o'clock. So I was kind and, did, and and I asked the guy, I said, by the way, can I have a, a, a water? He goes, have to go get myself some water. So apparently, cause I was so nice with this guy and the van was running late. By the time the van got there, actually the van didn't get there. He comes out with another slip. He says, you go into this hotel. 
give me that one back. And it was one of these boutique hotels that would have been really nice if I got there like at nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. But I think I pulled in and it was like one thirty in the morning. All I just wanted to do was fall. And actually, put right on the bed. I was out. Never got to really enjoy it, but I guess it was a lot better than the other alternative. Yes. Well, for your listeners, you just made one of the most important points about travel. No matter what happens, do not lose it at the people that you need help from. The number of times I hear people screaming at the airport at a gate agent, there's nothing they can do. It's not there. They're not the ones who canceled your flight. They're not the ones who caused 18 inches of snow. It's not their fault. And when you need somebody's help, the best way to get their help is to be nice. I can, there was a time where I was flying out of Norfolk in Virginia and never having been to Norfolk before, I had no earthly idea that a small area would have that much traffic. So what should have taken 15 minutes to get to the airport took an hour, which meant I'm walking through the front door of the airport just in time. You just about witnessed my flight taking off. Hmm. Not even close to getting to the gate. Mm -hmm. So I go up to the check-in counter and I, the first thing I say, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is on me. I screwed up. I should have allowed more time and I didn't. So I just missed my flight. And since I'm an idiot, can I give you some chocolate? So I gave the woman a bar of chocolate. I carry extra chocolate with me. And she says, okay, where are you trying to go? And I was not trying to go very far. It's just from Norfolk to Baltimore. I probably could have driven faster. Mm -hmm. But she, she starts typing. Hmm. Types again. Hmm. And I'm sitting there going, this is not good. <laughs> the third time I hear, hmm, it's like, I'm not getting home tonight, am I? Or I'm driving, one of the, one of the two. Of and then she says, can you wait for a minute? She walks away and she comes back and there's somebody else with her and she types again. And then the other woman leans over and does something. And then she hands me the ticket. And she said, if you go to the gate right now, your flight will be leaving in about 20 minutes. I said, you're a miracle worker. Thank you. And I looked down at that ticket and it was first class. And I said, you know, does it, you, you've made me, upgraded me to first class. She said, yes, nobody's ever given me chocolate before. They usually yell at me and they explain it's somebody else's fault that they're late. You owned up to it and you were nice to me and you gave me something. It's, it's amazing. just not, not yelling at somebody is key. Right. But if you can take it to that next level, mm -hmm and be go above and beyond. Um, so a dear friend of ours, Carl Ulrichs, he typically carries or, or buys at the airport a bag of almonds or mixed nuts and hands them to the flight attendant as he gets on the plane. 
isn't always a surprise. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you the number of times he's gotten free cocktails. Yes, he, he has shared, he, he has shared that story. He also shared the story with me of for men wore a sport coat, wore a jacket on the plane because nobody, especially anywhere on the plane, but especially if you're in first class, because nobody does it anymore, and you tend to get special. Which happened to me once, where I would you, Mr. Marguerite, would you like anything before we take off? Yeah, I'd like a a, a Woodford, and the the flight attendant came out, and normally you would get about maybe two fingers in the glass, you know, high. He filled it to the top. And I went, thank you for the sleeping pill. This is very nice of you because I rarely sleep on airplanes. And uh, and I had, to, I had to finish it before we took off. And, and well, you know me, I finished it. And I had such a nice nap all the way to wherever the hell I was going. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, that it's, it is true. You catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. But it amazes me the number of times people just, they take their frustration out. And, and trust me, you know, you travel enough, you're going to run into frustration. Right. Um, I was, so I'm not going to name the airline. I will name the airport. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> Had okay. a connection. Two flights, same airline. We know we're coming in late. Mm. There's somebody from the airline right at the end of the jet bridge telling you what gate to go to. So I made the assumption, and obviously that's my first mistake, what happens when you assume, that if you're telling me what gate you know I'm going to, that means I've got time to get there. I have been known to run through the airport. So when I know there's a tight connection, I am not dawdling. I am not stopping to pick up a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts, which is I went right from there to the gate. And with about 10 feet to go, to hand my ticket to the gate agent, they shut the door. They saw me coming and they shut the door anyway. And I am about to lose it because I do know that was the last flight. Mm. I am not going anywhere. I'm stuck in Philly. And it took every ounce of (laughs) self-control not to scream bloody murder. (laughs) And not screaming in this case didn't get me anything. I did not. They did not open up the door for me i tried i asked to speak to a manager you know let me speak to the the person above you i understand and and here's another hint when someone is not giving you what you want don't assume they're trying to be difficult with you one of the hints somebody gave me years ago is to say i know you'd help me if you could but i understand that your hands are tied can I talk to somebody who has the power to approve my request? Mm-hmm. That did allow me to speak to the official manager. Still didn't get me the right answer. But it's still better than screaming at somebody. And in this day and age now, you can get blacklisted from an airline 
for screaming Absolutely. at everybody. Right. So it's just I, I, not so worth the risk. The, the other I, I've done before is if, if there's, so the plane gets diverted or whatever, and there's a line, and then you get the one person, male, female, do you know who I am? And just raising a ruckus at the ticket counter. So I'll, I, I'm just where that person is gone, and there's a couple other people. And I, I looked at the gate age. I said, you know what? That man or woman who was yelling at you, asked, do you know who he was? I didn't know who he was either. And they just started laughing. Yes. They said, thank you. That just made my day. And, and back in the, when it was the Southwest flight, because I got free drink coupons from that one from her. Like, just here, take these. You just made me laugh versus yelling at me because beyond the, beyond the control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always trying to get status on an airplane, status at a hotel. And th- there were some years that I got status as a diamond uh, medallion for Delta. Coming back from, oh, where, where are we? Charleston, South Carolina. Flight was late. I I get upgraded to first. I get off the plane and there's this person out there holding my name. Uh, that's me. He goes, follow me. We didn't go up the jet bridge. We went out the stairs down to this Lexus. This Lexus drives all the way over to the other gate and in, so in Atlanta. And I go up and they hadn't boarded the plane yet. So he says, stay here. So he goes walking up the jetway. The, the, the doors open. And people could see me down there, and he's talking to the gate agent. And he comes back, he says, okay, you're on. Go ahead and sit down. And uh, people are going to go, is that a celebrity? Who is that person? How did, how did that happen? And I, I had almost every eyes going past me going, kind of looks like Robert Goulet, maybe. <laughs> or, 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 or I've heard people say that uh, sometimes they go, are you the guy from Friends? I just sat there and just smiled the whole time. That was that was probably the most plush service I've ever had on an on an airline. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've had that happen once. It was Air France, where connecting flight, and they actually held the plane. So I was the last person to board the flight, but apparently because I had. Again, I mentioned I carry chocolate with me. I mm-hmm. give chocolate to the flight attendants as well. Typically mm-hmm. walk on the plane and say, how do you feel about chocolate? Nobody ever says I hate it. Yeah. Well, hand them chocolate, like a sleeve of mini mm-hmm. chocolate bars. Well, apparently word gets around. And with my Air France connection, someone from my first flight called over to the other flight. So again, dashing through the airport, yeah. <laughs> dragging my suitcase, because never, ever do I check a bag, and rushing up to the plane. And the flight attendant is actually standing on the jet bridge and says, Mrs. Elder, wait, what? <laughs> is my mother-in-law behind me? <laughs> I said, yes. She said, we've been waiting for you. Oh. I was like, I'm sorry. She said, no, you're good. Relax. And I'm like, what planet am I on? And she hands me a different ticket, upgraded to first class again. I sit down. One flight attendant is shutting the door to the plane. And another flight attendant is coming over and saying, what cocktail would you prefer? <laughs> it's like, this is heaven. 
absolutely. Now, has this ever happened to you? This happened to me recently within the last couple years where I go and check into a hotel and they give me my key. Actually, this just happened. This happened in November. And, and they give me my key. I go up to the room. I stick the key in the door. I walk in and it's pitch dark and the bed's a mess. And I don't know if I just walked in on somebody or what. And that's happened two or three times. And I go back down to the front desk. I went, this room is not, is occupied because, or not, I don't know, but the, the curtains were drawn. The, the, the place was a mess. Uh, I would prefer you give me another room. And they're, they're so over apologetic. And then they get on the, uh, yeah, housekeeping. Could you check 406 to see if they're still there? And they call back like, no, they, they've left. We just haven't gotten to the room yet. And, and the guy's looking at me going, but it shows that that room has been cleaned in the system. Right. Yeah, that's a little bit. That was a little bit. I had a few of those, but. Yes. And, and speaking of hotels, the other thing, there are two things I've learned as a solo female traveler is number one, prop the door open when you first go into the room. Just in case, if you may walk into somebody's room, you don't know. Um, so I'll prop the door open and I can take a quick look around. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing I'll do is check and see if there's an adjoining room door and make sure it's locked. I can't tell you the number of times I have gone into a room that has that connecting door right. and they've left it unlocked so that someone on the other side could walk right into my room. And then the final thing is once I've checked out the room, now I'm going to lock my door because I have had the reverse experience of you. I've been the person in the room when somebody tries to open my door mm. because there's been some mix up at the front desk and they gave out the same room twice. And I had somebody once, you know, I've put the latch on the door, but they can push it open. And now the door's open this far, but they're not getting any further. And whoever was on the other side of the door was yelling at me. Why are you in my room? Because the front desk gave it to me. No, this is my room. Okay. You need to go talk to the front desk. Right. I said, no, I'm not. You need to leave. I'm like, not happening <laughs> so i'm calling the front desk going uh you need to send somebody up here because this is not safe right i got bumped off of, i got to i was connecting in atlanta almost a similar story they closed the they closed the gate door door on me probably about 10 minutes beforehand so i kind of bypassed the log line contacted one of the brand hotels and got a room for the night so I'll go and show up and close the door and about two o'clock in the morning, I'm startled because my, my front door is now opening. My door to my room is opening. And I'm going, what are you doing? And go, oh, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I thought this was my room and, it, and it's not my room. And I went, how in the hell did he open that door? He didn't have a key. Well, come to find out the door wasn't, didn't properly lock when I, when I shut it and thought that I, I completely shut it. So there was this, and I went, that, that, that was scary. That one kind of creeped me out a whole lot. Like, okay. I thought I've seen everything, but no, found that. 
oh, there's it. Now you need to knock on wood <laughs> because you're going to jinx yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there is always something else that can go wrong when traveling. Flights being delayed. When, when I'm traveling, I always, this may be overkill, but it has saved me a number of times, particularly if I'm flying home, where it's usually I'm flying home late. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if there's a problem with my flight, this could be mean I'm not getting home until the next day. Right. So one of the things I like to do is look up what are my alternate flights? Mm-hmm. What other airlines are flying where I need to go? Because if the flight gets canceled or delayed, so I miss a connection, I want to know what my options are right away. Right. And then I may have the ability to go online book that flight and then I'll deal with the airline that you know had the issue but mm-hmm. when you have a flight that's delayed or canceled everybody's going to be trying to rebook their flight right if I can rebook mine in the first five minutes I'm going home absolutely yeah it, that's I try not to take the last flight out but there's times that so if you come to Stillwater sometime there's two flights that leave one at 610, one at two o'clock. There's no other flights, commercial flights, in and out of Stillwater for the rest, rest of the time, mm-hmm. rest of the day. Well, uh, that's leaving, coming in. Uh, I think there's a flight that gets in like at 1030 out of out of Dallas. But if you miss that, and, and people around here have said, I'm not going to say the airline, but I said that that's happened a number of times. So they'll they'll just drive to Dallas, which is about four hours, just to avoid that issue uh-huh. uh, but then there's Tulsa there's Oklahoma City that you can from Stillwater is like an hour so there's there's alternatives but not great alternatives so uh-huh. I got to travel soon and I'm just knocking on everything that I that doesn't happen to me well you're in Stillwater I'm in New Hampshire so my airport is not that big either and the the thing I've learned about flying back to Manchester is that as long as that plane is in Manchester before it has to take off the next morning at 5 a.m., they don't care what time it gets in. (laughs) So you might get home. You just don't know exactly what time it's going to be. But I do know that if I am taking that last flight into Manchester, it's going to get there. Yeah. Because that plane has to be there for the morning flight. Right. So that's been one benefit. Typically, I agree with you. I don't take the last flight out because, especially out of larger airports, because they can shuffle flights around. But for some of the smaller airports, if you're grabbing that last flight, you'll get there. It just may be at 3 a.m. Yeah, it has to leave at 5. That's a really good point. I'm going to remember that. Uh, So let me ask you a question. So Stillwater is a regional airport and it's, it's quaint, it's cute, but I think that the most endearing thing about it is you don't pay for parking. (laughs) Do you have to pay for parking in Manchester? We do, but it's, it's cheap. It's like $12 a day versus, you know, Boston is like 40 some odd a day. Right. I, one of my first flights out here, I forgot where I was, I was going. I think this was, I, I was, I don't it, it could have been um, 
Chicago. No, it, it may have been when I went to, it doesn't matter. But I, I go and I come back and I build a client and I get a call from them going, Pete, I, I think you forgot to put your airport parking. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. There's parking's free here in Stillwater. And they just laughed and said, Are you kidding me? I went, no, and I hope they keep that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I do have one other funny small airport story. Years ago, I was giving a presentation in Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh. In February. <laughs> There is an interesting time to be in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, you know, Anchorage. Anchorage is about the same weather as Boston. Fairbanks, not so much. That is much further north. Mm. So flying out of Fairbanks, go into the airport. And I look for, you know, where, where's the gate for my flight? It's down a hallway. TSA is in the other direction. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Don't I have to go through TSA? And this was a couple of years ago, but not that long. And I walk down the hallway and sure enough, I get to walk right to the gate without going through TSA. And I'm there early. Mm -hmm. So there is nobody else at the gate. There are no passengers waiting. Now, that actually isn't that unusual because the plane is only a nine-seater. Ah, okay. And finally, when somebody shows up from the airline, I say, did I miss something? <laughs> Was I supposed to go through TSA and there's another way of getting here? And she said, no, you don't have to go through TSA. I said, help me understand what's going on. <laughs> and she said, this flight can't go any further than Anchorage. There is not a chance you're going anywhere else. So since <laughs> you're just flying from Fairbanks to Anchorage, no, you, you don't have to go through TSA. Oh, wow. I wonder if that's still the case. I couldn't tell you. I have not been back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good catching up with you. And I, and I love and we've left probably some really horror stories out. It's probably a, a good idea. We did touch on some travel challenges, I would say. But it's, it's I, I don't know. I, I, do, I do miss travel. Um, in my world now, I'm not traveling as much, which is fine. Because it was starting to take a little bit of wear and tear. Um, as we get younger, okay. uh, it, seems to, it seems like air travel or just travel in general uh, can be much more of a challenge. So I, I safe travels on your net. Where's your next trip? Next trip, I am going to Pittsburgh. There you go. Here's an exciting destination. There uh, are and, some uh, interesting places. Now, Pittsburgh is actually a decent airport. Been yeah. there before. There are some interesting airports. Have you ever flown out of Dothan, Alabama? I've not been that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's a one gate airport, but to get there, you have to drive through windy, twisty residential roads with no streetlights. And as you're going, th there are no signs saying you're on the way to the airport. I was crossing my fingers and praying that my GPS was not sending me 
somewhere I didn't need to go. And you leave the highway and, you know, typically an airport is right next to the highway. No, this one is buried deep in the woods. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Exactly. And all of a sudden you pop out, you know, there's someone's house you're driving by and, oh, there's the airport. Oh, wow. Where's that located? It's in Alabama, but what's it close to a major city? I have no idea. I just remember it was Dothan, Alabama. And I believe it, somebody, I think somebody had told me that um, the airport was built because Procter and Gamble had a manufacturing oh. facility nearby okay. and it was too far away from other airports. Other major airports. But it's actually a lovely airport. Yeah. But when you're driving in by yourself in a rental car and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you really are not sure where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I've had that experience. I think one of the smaller airports was like uh, Chattanooga, but there's well, the smallest airport I've ever flown in and out of is Stillwater, and it's and it's like I said, I, I got no complaints about it. It's really quaint. Everybody's really nice and stuff. And it's a one, it's a one gate. You're flying out of gate one, okay, because there's no <laughs> gate two or or, any, or anything else. So I, I know you've got a meeting to get to. I appreciate your time, and uh, I look forward to when our paths cross because we got spoiled in November. We were at uh, Chicago. Yes. And then Rosemont. Yeah. Uh, we, we are a client of ours, Mars Incorporated, and then Anderson Tax. And it was like, we saw each other for like two days, two days, and then poof, we haven't seen each mm -hmm. other face to face since then. I hate when that happens. I know. I know. We, we, we have such a good time when we're together. We're together. The, the client, That's the, the part that makes travel fun. Yeah. And, and the client usually doesn't like the uh, food expense. <laughs> <laughs> we turn it in. But that's, yeah. that's a whole different topic and a whole, whole different <laughs> So thank you so much for taking time. Greatly appreciate it. Safe travels. And I can't wait till our paths cross again. Thank you very much, Peter. It's always a pleasure. I would like to thank Jennifer for having this conversation with us and about how to deal with travel woes. Bring chocolate. Remember, there are people who've heard say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures they have. And those who say no are rewarded by the safety they obtain. Be a yes person. And thank you for listening. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.